Dude, I have been on hold for about three hours waiting for yeah. you to say that. Where'd you oh. go? Uh, I've been here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Well, hey, welcome to the show. Uh, if you're new or you're old uh, uh, to our show or, or in real life, it doesn't really matter. Uh, welcome. We are some nobodies. My name is Zach. This is Dylan over here. Uh, and we are content creators. We like to make up a bunch of stuff. Um, now, we have a couple shows you might have heard of, one of which is called Talking Upstream. you find that on our YouTube channel. And what we do on that show, you're already yawning, dude. I, I've been yawning already. all day. It's Gosh, not you. You just need more air or water or something. something. I all am right, in an airtight it, box right now. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I, I did tell you airtight, but I meant soundtight. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, so in the show Talking Upstream, what we do is we find our favorite creators, uh, favorite movie makers, uh, podcast creators, uh, even uh, poets. We, we'll talk to people that write oh, rhymes. Whoever. That's fine. Uh, in our last episode, we had a gentleman all named Taylor King. You can find a bunch of his work on Amazon Prime uh amazon prime that's that's yeah. the real deal right there <laughs> that's that's not some low level uh oh. beta amazon anyway uh but what we wanted to do is we wanted to have a show where we took those cool ideas uh that we think are cool hopefully you think they're cool and we wanted to have like this kind of uh like a village atmosphere where everyone kind of helps out and creates something for us to make and then we make it um so yeah, so that's what this show is. Twitching upstream. We put it on Twitch because it's live and people can yell at us or put a bunch of emojis in the comments, which is fine. Um, but yeah, so that's what we do. We have a little bit of a conversation about some nerd stuff sometimes, and then we get down to content creation. Sometimes we have friends. Sometimes we have foes. Not recently, though. We haven't had one of those in a while. Um, no, it's been a minute. Oh, but man, that one. The one, that one lady who kept trying to rap battle us. And turns oh, out, yeah. although we're good at improv, uh, you're not that good at rapping, and I'm no. not that good at beatboxing. I can't so, carry a rap. Yeah, <laughs> can't can't beat a tune. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so before we get into the content creation, last time we had the show, we were we started a new concept called Geo Snatching or Geo Snatcher. We haven't really fully decided what that was, wow. but it's this weird concept uh, similar to uh, the the movie's National Treasure. It's what if wild nicholas cage and uh sean bean i think yes what if while they were on C their yes he'd be while they're on their mission of looking for clues and whatever uh, a random geocacher finds the treasure uh while they're in the middle of their hunt so that's kind of the concept we're working on uh before we get going while people show up in the chats and maybe michael colby wakes up um the the, the bit of uh weird media stuff i want to talk to you about not news uh although we did watch the, um you know the batman we've seen some new stuff uh we're gonna start putting maybe some movie reviews on our patreon page um so if you're into that weird kind of content or some random stuff that we refuse to release anywhere else mm -hmm. uh you can go check out our patreon page patreon backslash uh some nobodies you know with our friends uh jess newman uh sarah takachik all of our east coast friends uh jeff dwaskin scott curtis and all of our friends over there and obviously michael colby um 
but I want to talk to you about, you know, we make a lot of, we, we, we've, we've created a lot of content. We've created a lot of ideas, um, that are, I think that are good at least mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but at some point, if we start making movies, we start creating a lot more stuff. We're going to get to a point where we're going to have things that are our own work that are not our favorites anymore. And recently there was an article that came out today and Quentin Tarantino finally released what his least favorite movie was. And he said his personal least favorite movie that he's made was uh death proof. And it's a, it's a, it's a good movie. You know, if you're into car chases and uh, aggressive uh, violence uh, you know, it's a fine movie, but I was curious like who your favorite director was. Um, and then what you think their least favorite movie would be. Oh, man. I really like Verhoeven. Yeah. And I really like John Carpenter. Mm. And I really really like uh, Villeneuve. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Villeneuve, he, he's only done like three things. So. Well, yeah. He probably doesn't but, have a least favorite. Probably uh, not. Yeah. But, now, Verhoeven uh, probably has some. Verhoeven probably has some least favorites. I yeah. It's hard. I don't know what his least favorite would be. Um, yeah. Now, I looked up a couple of directors that, that I like, and I was sure. curious what their least favorite was. And, uh, you know, David Lynch, one of my favorite, uh, you know, uh, just creators yeah. of weirdness. Obviously, his least favorite movie he's ever done is Dune. And I think it's because it's the only one of the only times he's ever touched uh, not his own material. Yeah. It was kind of really put into a box. And the production, the production of that probably rubbed him the wrong way. Yeah. Um, uh, David Fincher, who uh, I think is an amazing writer, uh, has his name on a lot of titles. Now, his least favorite movie that he's ever made is Alien 3, which sure that movie is really <laughs> Wait, that was really Fincher, bad. yeah, really, yeah, it was one of his very huh. first projects. Uh, you can definitely see it in the look, uh, okay. but you can't really see it in the writing because that, <laughs> that movie is crazy. Is that the one uh, with the human xenomorph hybrid, yeah, where and she's Ron the Perlman. Mom. Yeah, no, it's, I think of Alien 4. Yeah, I don't think Ron Perlman's in With it. the basketball? Um, oh. Wait, the one where, like, that weird, like, it's like her baby that's half her, half alien gets sucked through that little tiny hole? Yeah. Is that 3 thought, or 4? I thought that was, like, JJ or some other... No. No? I have no idea. I don't really follow the alien. We had Me this conversation either. in person the other day. We I don't have... really follow the alien... Uh, 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 series often except the comics i read the heck out of those they're great alien resurrection was written by joss whedon that's four <sighs> joss yeah. whedon yeah his least favorite movie was uh age of ultron which makes sense no uh, way i didn't really want to talk about him because he sucks as a human uh <laughs> but yeah uh michael bay's least favorite movie is transformers revenge of the fallen really yeah of all hmm. the movies he's done yeah that one is that is just it's such a bloated movie yeah just a weird movie that should not have existed and i don't know whatever um so it's just interesting to think of like you know once they make something at a time you would think it's like their passion it's like Mm -hmm. how do i make this as good as i can make it uh now obviously we don't know a lot of details of behind the scenes but you think like quentin tarantino has a lot of say over what he does in his own films um but i guess you have to have a least favorite um so yeah, uh, I mm. think I'm going to think about of all the ideas I've had, which one is my least favorite. I can think of all the shows we've ever done, which one's my least favorite. But we're not we're not making it anymore. So yeah, that chess show was weird. <laughs> <laughs> we should release those at some point. We'll probably yeah, sure. put those on, 
We should put, put it on, on Patreon. Page. Yeah, put it on Patreon. Um, all right. Anyway, let's let's go ahead and get into what we do on the show. Like I said, what we do is we take one of the projects that we've already worked on that we've pitched to somebody, uh, and uh, we just want to kind of develop into something a little bit cooler, a little bit further, and just see if it warrants more of our time later on. So uh, no. I'm gonna let Dylan take this one away. Yeah. So what we normally do is on talking upstream. We will have our guest on. We pitch two different ideas, usually stemming from Zach's text messages to me. And I mean, yeah, you know, and yep. uh, we will develop it kind of into an idea or an outline that we can capitalize on later. So we have a firm base moving forward. Now, in episode 24 of Talking Upstream, uh, the idea that we uh, did was the idea of a geocacher interrupting a national treasure style sequence of clues uh we had two competing treasure hunters of some sort and a third treasure hunter who was kind of the the competent one uh pete postlethwaite for some reason was the guy i envisioned to play him hmm. um and we had connor the bro who worked as a riverboat kind of tour guy a hoverboat whatever you want to call him a fan boat fan boat uh tour guide and he stumbles onto what is effectively the Fountain of Youth with a bunch of crystallized salt and kind of interrupts their entire treasure clue trail. Uh, we had called it relics because the idea initially was that it, there were kind of two aging treasure hunters who had fallen out of love with it and this thing kind of reignites it or something along those lines. Uh, Geosnatcher's good. The title is ancillary to all of this. So this is our little development doc that we've been working on for twitching upstream. Let me pump that font up a little bit because it's looking can't a little see that small. Font. Can't? Yeah, it's fine. Just now you can. <laughs> Dark Romulus. Yeah, so we had the idea for a couple characters. Uh, we've got Patton Cage. He's a museum's acquisition agent. We have Dark Romulus. He's a black market treasure hunter. We have Jack Van Gray, descended from treasure hunters. He takes it very seriously. Then you have Connor, who works at the Everglades Airboat Tours LLC. You have Jasmine, who works with him. The two of them have kind of an irritated co-worker, will-they-won't-they situation. Mm -hmm. And I think the initial one was that the initial idea was they were looking for... I, I was not clear on the initial episode. I did not go back and rewatch it, but it was something to do with uh, Ponce de Leon and the Fountain of Youth. And things pointing to eventual, you know, Central American mythology and stuff like that. I think this one we're having them start off looking for Alexander the Great's tomb. We had a joke about Alexandria in Virginia. And then ultimately, I believe the final clue that they need would indeed be in Alexandria, Virginia. But, uh, you know, we had a fair amount of Act 1 kind of planned out. We had a treasure hunt competition in the Philippines. We followed Dirk as he stole a corpse. Patton arrived, found a mean clue from Dirk. He had left something rude there, being like, ha-ha, got here first. Uh, we cut to the underground treasure hunter bar where Dirk and Patton meet up. Dirk says the skull is fake. Hint that the shadowy figure is looking for the same thing. Shadowy figure is, of course, Jack, but it's not there yet. We cut to someone in a tropical wilderness. Turns out it's just Connor. He's geocaching. Stumbles onto an overgrown ancient fountain, finds an ancient jar of salt. Returns to the boat tour office. Uh, he and Jasmine have a little flirtation ship going. Connor was to salt for sale online because he sells all of his uh, gains. Treasure hunters see the post and they show up at Airboat Tours LLC. 
And uh, the act ends with kind of like them showing up and chasing Connor. And we had kind of a, you know, fun little romp through uh, wherever we had them going. <laughs> hey, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we that's what we had done so far. And the initial idea that we had in the first episode was to make this a two act structure where you have a kind of dramatic change at the midway point and you kind of simulate the three act structure in this weird roundabout way Mm -hmm. um but of course things change and i think right now we had talked about doing a three act structure potentially so yeah yeah because we kind of had it in a way where the first part was going to be you know like high production um indiana jonesy kind of national treasury chase sequence for like two spots um where it's like uh two different treasure hunters you know tit for tat with one shadowy figure and then right around the midway point it would swap over to you know connor now you'd have like a little bit of deception throughout making us think that you know when we cut back to jasmine and connor they have something to do with the original Mm -hmm. you know team and halfway through uh it's kind of opened up to like they don't they don't know these people (laughs) like they don't really know what they're doing yeah connor just took this thing so um now what do you think do you think it's a better idea to work on individual storylines and then find a way to merge them together or uh, uh, start working out the characters more or try to find a finish. What do you think is the best thing for us to do currently? I think right now doing character work is probably a good idea. Um, All right, cool. Because we, this is relatively character driven. Mm -hmm. So it's probably a good idea to have kind of know who these people are. That way, when they start, screwing around with the plot we can puzzle out what they would do as characters yeah that makes sense okay so we have uh our our main our main acquisitionist Patton cage uh Patton cage is uh let's kind of loosely base him on like a lara croft character where you know they they have a good amount of money um they do this for you know they're just trying to make sure that culture is uh tries to remain intact um you know tries to make sure that museums get it the right people get stuff uh before black marketers yeah. uh now dirk romulus obviously black market treasure hunter um he has uh you know he's got the 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 under uh under the cover kind of work where he finds these things and has like high value auctions uh, for shadowy figures. You know, he sells dinosaur bones and uh, whatever, whatever's and patent cages does not want that to happen. Um, especially with very meaningful treasures. Yeah. Oh, so let's focus on, let's focus on patent cage first, just a little bit. Yeah. Does he work for a specific museum or does he kind of, freelance for different preservation societies because the idea is that he is there to take these <clears throat> relics so that they can preserve the culture preserve the history of it then we could have him either be a freelancer where he just kind of helps out individual organizations or we could have him be working for a specific group 
Well, I would I would think they're like a like a like a like a Batman kind of thing where okay. uh you know they use the their persona to find out what the black market auctions are going to have and then with the other side of their character they acquire that stuff first to make sure it goes to museums to try to you know what I mean? Like he, he yeah. doesn't really do it for money, so he's not really in a company to do it. Um, well, I didn't know if we wanted him to be working for a specific museum or organization that focuses on preserving, restoring, and exhibiting. Or no, I think that something. he's a, he's anonymous when it comes to that. Okay, cool. Um, so has a public face as a black market collector. Yeah. But actually uh, donates fines to proper organizations for yeah. like, restoration. Has like He has <laughs> got a large collection of knockoff uh, stuff. Because he wants to show that he collects these things, even though everything he has is fake. Uh, just to make sure it goes to the right places. I like the idea. Yeah, I like the idea. Um, has a collection of fake artifacts to prove his cred yeah or yeah he has he has the room of displays and everybody's like oh is this the spear point of whatever historical figure it is and he goes yes give me your clues so yeah. i can follow them exactly yeah <laughs> or um, either that or they're like huh i thought so and so had that and he's like huh i didn't know that and then yeah, he goes right? to there. And, okay. Know, he's he's like Catwoman, where he steals real treasures too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. And Dirk Romulus, obviously, he is a um, you know, he, he's an entrepreneur in the black market mm -hmm. game. He's got his own black market food truck. Sure. <laughs> not a not a food, not a food truck. I like the idea that he <laughs> has a food truck on the side. Well, I was thinking. Remember, like, uh, like the um, the bookmobile. Is that a no. thing that ever happened in Michigan? No. Uh, so when when I was younger, they would have a thing called a bookmobile, and it was like, I guess like a bus or like a big van, but uh, it would go to school to school, and like you know, the kids would tell their parents, "Hey, the bookmobile is coming this week," and hmm. they would they would give you money, and like the the bus would come outside, and you would go in the front door, and it would just be like a bookstore inside hmm. of this van. And it would go to school to school to have like really cool, well, I guess like educational hmm. stuff, but the kids thought it was cool. We did, uh, no, we just had scholastic book fairs where they would just set up in the school library and just have books for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did, yeah, we did that too. Um, oh, but anyway, wow. so I was thinking right. that he, <laughs> I was thinking that he would have like almost like if, if, if the black market were a mall, he would have a kiosk. Okay. You know what I mean? Like he would have like a little, uh, like a little vendor thing. It's not doing too well. Um, but he owes somebody some money, probably like rent or something stupid. Um, okay, but he has a literal food truck as well. Yeah, I like the, I like the black market food truck. I'm cool with that. <laughs> it's like, wait, Dirk, are you here today to sell or buy? And he goes, well, I'm selling, but I, as you can see, it's the grilled cheese truck today. I'm not. Oh, you meant artifacts? No, I don't have any artifacts yeah. for sale today, unless that's what you're looking for. I have some in the back. Grilled cheese sandwich with Alexander the Grey Poupon on it. <laughs> it's oh, like God. really, really punny. Uh, oh, of uh, course. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. The best food um, trucks are. 
Now, Dirk, uh, now I want him to, I like the idea of that person seeming like a bad, not, I guess like an anti-hero, but they're going to have to have like a dark story that makes them lovable at the end. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to have uh, Jack Van Gray, and he's the man in black or the man in the shadows, the shadowy figure. Yeah, he's descended from treasure hunters. <laughs> uh, now, what's the twist that we can have with, with this character? Because obviously you would think that they're either A, uh, another black market dealer, or B, following up on uh, Dirk Romulus. Now, I think either it's um, our main character's Robin figure trying to make a name for himself, uh, maybe an opposing food truck vendor <laughs> trying to trying to break it big. Um, Jack Van Gray? Yeah. Is a Robin, or he has a Robin figure. Well, no, I'm trying to figure out what would be the best twist for that style character. I don't know if we need a twist for this. I think the twist is in the other two. And well, why is he there? Because he's after the score. So he's just another hunter. He's he's like he's the titan of treasure hunting. He's the oh. he's the big one. He's the big main. He's the one that everybody is like. You hear Jack Van Gray found a piece of the True Cross. Oh, so what? okay, so he like came out of retirement for like this maybe last big score or something. Yeah. And and I like I like the idea of like maybe when they finally get to like the the first treasure that we show, um, that little clue lets people know like, holy shit, Jack Van Gray's back. Yeah. And what is it? Uh, hold what, on. What's what's the clue? I, he has. Does he have a calling card? Well, that's what I'm saying. We'll be like yeah. the quote calling yeah. card, not not like an origami something, but like along the, like maybe it's like a uh, like a. Uh, like a specialty pog or something that's like so <laughs> it should like be something you, dated yeah something like very dated baby. uh maybe it's like a pager that when you look at it uh it just says like you suck on it or something <laughs> hold on uh or a beanie baby that's kind of funny it's a co it's a rare beanie baby <laughs> yeah the that he somehow diana. has so many copies of it's either the the billion dollar beanie baby or the princess diana one is there a billion dollar beanie baby i don't believe I don't think I believe that. Well, there's like not not the one that costs a billion dollars, but it's like the one where when they sold so many, uh, the the owner of the Beanie Baby gave like this specialty Beanie Baby to all the employees. Oh, billionaire uh, bear thirteen. Yeah. During 2010, they were still yeah. given. They were still making Beanie Babies in 2010. That was kind of right at the end of it. That's insane to me. Yeah. This is insane to me. This is unrelated. I have a list of the 103 most valuable Beanie Babies up. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that I'm partway through the list and we haven't even topped a thousand dollars yet. Like per? Yeah. Oh, I have one of these somewhere. Or I did at I one point. I'm I'm currently looking at the tie-dyed jellyfish and the okay. snail. Hmm. I had I the T-Rex. Yeah. And I had the I had the wingless duck. Interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. I don't know why. So we'll say that it's like um maybe it's a princess die bear um to try to throw people off. Uh, it it should be a different person, different celebrity who died just to make it like maybe like a Beatles beetle. Uh maybe it's a um 
What what's the one actor who was in Clueless? Paul Rudd? No, the female one. The one who died. Murphy? Brittany Murphy. Oh yeah. When did a she Br- pass? Brittany Murphy Beanie Baby. A, a Brit a Brittany Beanie. <laughs> <laughs> uh Dude, Brittany that... Murphy died in like tw- it was like 2010. See? Uh also that girl had <clears throat> such a bad life. Be- yeah. <laughs> there was a couple a couple dudes did her real bad. Uh, what, right, if, so let, what if, so you know the conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney's not dead? Yeah. <laughs> what if it was a Paul well, McCartney commemorative Beanie Paul, Baby? Paul McCartney's not dead. Who am I thinking of? Uh, oh, no, that Paul is dead. Tupac? No, that Paul is dead. The theory that oh. Paul McCartney died. Oh, yeah, he's him. a clone or what? Yeah. Something. But let's say that there was like a commemor- like a, a Beatles Beanie Baby line and he leaves the Paul McCartney one at the scenes because in his mind, the ultimate score is to find the real Paul McCartney, his okay. corpse. Love I don't it. know why. I just, yeah. it, it, it's one of those, it's a quirk that is comedic, but you could, I could see being like a serious someone maybe like he, this. Maybe he only leaves the Beanie Babies of the other three Beatles. Like he never leaves the Paul one because he's always searching for Paul. Yeah. So like when they get there and it's like a Ringo Starr beanie baby and they're like, what the? And they go, holy shit. No way Jack Van Gray's back. He must have found the final score. And then I guess like the rumor is that Paul McCartney uh, lives around the Fountain of Youth or something. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> right. Because you have sure. to link. We have to link Paul McCartney somehow to this whole thing because if that's. Well, I figured, I figured, um, he is, uh, Jack is just like, you know, when he, when he's not actively looking for Paul McCartney, he's doing other heists Mm, and the, uh, fountain of youth one is just another heist. All right, cool. But if it intersects with his search for Paul McCartney's grave. So you don't, you don't like the coming out of retirement for the big, the final big score. He's just been doing this since like the nineties with the, <laughs> the same shtick, which I like. I'm into that. That's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, all right, cool. it well, we'll keep one. it like, yeah, we'll keep it like this for now. Yeah. Um, okay. So now, so if, if, if he's just doing his thing, right? So these three hunters are always <laughs> around each other, finding the same ladies and gentlemen, Dylan Terry sneezes. Nope. Damn. Ruined it. Thought we were gonna finally get an audio of that. No, oh no, I had my mic muted. I'm not gonna do that to these people. Dang. Um, so what <laughs> these three hunters are always looking for the exact same thing at the same time, or they just happen to have a, a, a trail of clues, right? No, I figured this is one of the rare instances where um Dirk and Patton are looking for the same thing. Okay, and then it just so happens to be such a great score mm. that Jack Van Gray is on the hunt as well. Cool. All right, I'm into that. So let's kind of flesh out what Dirk and uh, uh, Patton are doing. Yeah. So um, when Jack Van Gray intersects their trail, that's where? That's in the the Philippines? Uh, Let me see. Because that was the first place, right? Yeah, they, they both get beaten to the trail in the Philippines by Jack. All right. Now let's say that the clue right before this that brought them to the Philippines, which we don't know about, uh, they happened to be there at the same time. And then due to their arguments, uh, they broke the artifact. Um, 
And but because I would think that if you're doing those kind of things, the clue to the next thing, why would you leave that there for anybody else? Right. So we have to make sure that they both have a clue to the stuff to get them to the Philippines. But also there's that. So let's say that they were. It could be one of those things where they both show up at the same time and one of them has the clue, figures it out, and then it gets stolen by the other guy. Oh, they steal the clue. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So they show up, they show up to the Philippines. Um, and there's a little bit of back and forth, you know, like, damn it, Dirk, how'd you find out about this? And he's like, I tortured your secretary for the information. And she gave me the fortune cookie that was, you know, that had the clue on it, whatever. Um, and what what's what do they find in the Phil? What were they looking for in the Philippines? They were looking for Alexander the Great's remains, but yeah. I don't know why they would be in the. I mean, whatever. Who knows? Who cares why they're in the Philippines? It could have been moved. Well, um, they're on. They're on the trail for Alexander the Great's remains. Right. Okay. And, yeah. and the next clue led them to this place. So when they get there, instead of finding the clue, they just find a, a beanie baby of the Beatles, which lets them know, for some reason, Jack Van Gray found the clue. Also. Yeah. And is, is the clue still there or no. Okay. Um, I because the Alexander the Great hunt is original is um initially we're going to misdirect to show it as a cold open where it's like yeah. ah the trail's gone cold. Time okay. to go to the treasure hunter bar, and then it's them reminiscing, and clearly they're they are cool with each other when they're not yeah. on the job. So yeah, they go to the, they go to the black market uh, food truck together, <laughs> and they and they have uh, a really uh, a really nice foreign beer, uh, a dark market foreign beer, and yeah. some kind of taco. Um, yeah. And they they talk about who they can meet that will put them back on the trail. And then we do one of those weird hard cuts to Connor, which will let the audience think like, I guess this guy has a clue somehow right <laughs> uh, they, they talk, like, yeah they talk about some sort of like we've been interrupted once more well we know who causes that smash cut to the florida tropics someone hacking their way through the underbrush or something like that yeah dude connor looks like an adventurer he's got a white tank on or something like that yeah he's like real sweaty um <laughs> and then it turns out He's just landscaping in front of the office for Everglade Boat Tours LLC. Yeah, <laughs> either that or when we see him like hacking, 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 he comes out and then Jasmine's like, "Uh, you're done already," and he's like, "Dude, that's thick. I can't get through that whatsoever. Let's just go back to work." <laughs> yeah. Or, but I do like I do like the landscaping thing too. Um, yeah, either one's funny. Something like so, that. We, yeah. it, it's a misdirect to what we think as a guy going through the jungle because we think that oh this must be the shadowy figure who leaves the clues <laughs> no just yeah. some guy all right and so he gets home and he and i guess um we, we have like a weird subtle exhibition dump that he is a geocacher mm -hmm. yeah. uh, he like maybe empties his pockets for the stupid stuff that he has that he found that day and it's like a tiny smurf toy like an original smurf uh figure um got geocaching trinkets just kind yeah. of scattered around his apartment yeah and he's putting them on ebay and a a, a fake geocaching site that we're gonna have to make up for this where he tells about his spoils and there's like a new 
geocaching clue. Yeah. Because we got to get him back out there and stumble on something. Yes. Um, he, yeah. So he sells geocaching oddities on eBay. Uh, we introduced Connor. Uh, he's crushing on Jasmine or something. Yeah. No, we, we have that cute. In adventure movies, there's always that like romance in the stone style kind of like, well, they won't they thing. Yeah. And also we should probably like allude to either Connor or Jasmine's dad being out of the picture somehow. Uh, just to let the audience think like, how are these two stories linked? You know, what's yeah. going on here? Um, and they don't have to be. Well, I, I do like I do like misdirecting that yeah. uh, his missing dad might be Jack Van Gray. Yeah, he's like, yeah, my dad taught me how to geocache, and it's like, okay, yeah, is your dad Dirk Romulus? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so he puts the stuff on eBay, and he also puts uh, uh, his spoils onto a geocaching website, just kind of bragging about what he found, mm-hmm. and I guess there's like. Either we can have like a ranking of things where he's like third or fourth uh, as far as like finding the most geocaches or something or uh, is leading a tiny like week long. Something that would force him to want to hurry up and go back out for a new clue, right? Yeah. And there's like a random anonymous clue. Geocaching Tuesday or something. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? No other, no. I, I mean, days of the week don't start with G, so yeah. Um, yeah, I guess ca- cashing in Tuesdays or something, uh, <laughs> which is fine. Um, hmm. and all right, so he 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 tells her because Jasmine's like, "Why are you always doing that <laughs> stupid stuff? Like, yeah. you don't make money on these trinkets." And he's like, "Yeah, but like." You know, there's these contests and whatever. These the, the people on here think I'm cool, and she's like, "No, they don't." And he's like, "Yeah, because like I'm about to win this tournament thing. If I find like three more things, then I'm, I'm ranked three hundred and eighth on Florida Geocache dot dot yeah <laughs> net yeah." And then he's like, "But once I once I win this tourney, <laughs> it's gonna bump me up to double digits." He's gonna be in the in the high eighties. Um, yeah, sure. And, and as we know, his dad was a geocacher, and he wants to just make his dad proud. Because um, <laughs> all yeah. boys want to make somebody proud. Probably. Sure. Um, all right. So, <clears throat> yeah, there's a geocaching contest or some sort of competitive ranking system. Yeah. And he wants to, you know, that's that's his thing. He's like, I'm really good at this. Yeah. If I or he, you know. or he has to get up or he has to get numbers to a certain thing to get into like a contest or just something, something that's driving him, you know, more than his job and more than yeah. else. So, and then we'll see like while he's on that website, there is a uh, an anonymous post for a new geocaching that's worth like a good amount of points or whatever it is that he's looking for. Um, <laughs> and Jasmine's like, do you really need me to cover for you again? Like all you're doing is playing hide and seek with toys and you know, something like that. And he's like, look, I just, if I just get X amount of points, something, uh, then I'll get into this thing. And then I can just take a break from all this. 
Yeah. So he, cool. you know, he writes down real fast these coordinates, uh, puts it into this app, and he goes obviously in the wrong direction. Uh, or he's just at the wrong spot. He writes down the wrong thing. Something. Yeah. Or he wrong... or he goes in the right direction and just winds up like some like he he just winds up stumbling onto the fountain of youth and gets lost or something. Maybe the boat he takes is kind of shitty. Yeah. All right. I'm into that too. So uh what's what was supposed to be there, let's just say it's like a don't worry about that. Hmm. Uh, what was supposed to be there is like some super rare nostalgic thing from like the 80s or 90s. Um, maybe like a specialty. What if what if he's just late to find it, but he find but he thinks that he needs to go a little further or there's something that he interprets as like, oh, this is one of those. that's not an official clue like this is a it points to the clue. Well, because some of them are like riddles too. Like they, you know, like sometimes you can get like they're they're like riddles that are clues to where it is, right? Uh, like in real life, and then if you need like hints, they'll actually give you the actual like uh, longitude, latitude. Yeah. Um. So all right, so he gets it wrong or gets it right or whatever. But either way, what I was trying to get to is that whatever he thinks is supposed to be there isn't there, and that's when he finds that jar of salt that's like in a weird waterless like he, he he like stumbles onto a ruin and then he's like oh yeah he 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 goes further than he needs to yeah right okay cool let's see goes stumbles onto a ruin goes he needs to and finds the Oh, so your, cam- youth. your camera's doing What's something that? cool. You said your camera's doing something cool. Oh, oh, that's weird. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be cool. Oh, yeah. No, that's pretty cool, though. Look how cool that is. I don't like that. That's cool, dude. I can't get mine to do that. Digital. Oh. Hacking. Lines across the screen. <laughs> we are hacking this document so hard. Sure are. It's a hack job, that's for sure. <laughs> Classic hack. Right. Uh, uh, including a jar of salt? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, as oh. soon as he leaves, Jack Van Gray shows up. Right? Yeah. And he sees Connor leaving, but he's sad because there's no place to put his beanie baby since he didn't find the salt that he knew was there. Right? Yeah. And then. Hmm. So how do we get Dirk Romulus and Patton Cage into this situation? Um, what we had was in the original outline, Connor sells the salt on or puts a post up online mm-hmm. and Patton and Dirk find the listing and are like, do you think this is it? Yeah, what okay. What's going on with my camera? Hold on. It's cool, dude. Don't leave me again. What? Uh, I'm here. Oh, well, sick. When there was only one set of footprints, that's when I carried you. What? Well, I thought we were both sitting down. No, no, you have a you do have a standing desk. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, I don't weird. like this angle. What's that? Well, I got creep cam on. Is that your shoe camera? Yeah. That used to wear to work. 
Colorado's a single party consent state for recording public interactions. <laughs> anyway, if I could see it, I could film it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. Anyway, oh, this is going on the internet. No. So, yeah. Um, Jack Van Gray shows up almost immediately after and refuses to believe he's been beaten to the punch. Um, yeah. He thinks Patton and Dirk are behind it. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. First, he just, I mean, does he just have an ego? Is that it? He, he's got a pretty big ego, but there's only okay. really like three players in the game right now. All right. You know, the young Dirk yeah. Romulus, uh, the, 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 the good hearted Patton cage and the, you know, the old Sam Neil character <laughs> or yeah, I guess Sam hey, Elliott. I'm, I'm in for Sam Neil or Sam Elliott. Either just was a, a grizzled, just a grizzled older fellow. Like if you're if you're thinking grizzled, I think Sam Elliott, but I I like Sam Neal being in All right. this. Yeah, I like Sam Neal too because he can look real devious. All right, so all right, so we have now Connor is putting his spoils up on eBay, the salt thing. Uh, Dirk and Patton see this, and real quick, Connor goes to submit that he found the cash, but it's not what they hid. Yeah. So technically, he's a loser. He's dude. He is such a loser. Um, In his anger, he posts the salt for sale. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now Dirk, Dirk and Patton are back in Black Market Alley, wondering where the link is, where the clues are, and that's when they like just Google it, find it on eBay, and they go, okay, that's just on ebay that's fun um okay now we got to somehow link uh we got well, what's the next part of this once they find it on ebay they go to his place right they go they go to the boat tour place yeah because they um, see something in the photo oh no they they wind up following the clue chain to the ruins and they find connor's like alligator like boat tour pin and they're like yeah, yeah they don't find the listing yeah no, we we showed that they were competent so do some clue riddling and figure out the clue chain now what now what the if ruins. they think what if they think that that's just a clue right and they start searching the the fan boat place for the next clue <laughs> i like that <laughs> i think that makes them a little i think that feels a little too home alone yeah that's fair wet bandits yeah all right so um, they, so he, he finds this and they go to the the boat tour place yeah and what they're trying to uh hold on they work pin and follow it to everglades tour they heist his information from the back office while the other distracts jasmine mm -hmm. she immediately catches on and lets connor know some weirdos were there for him does he think that they're from the geocaching organization or something yeah 100 percent. connor thinks arrival geocachers and <clears throat> decides to go on the run with the salt uh <laughs> Dirk and Patton 
go to Connor's apartment. And I think there was some sort of shenanigans where they like try and Connor came home while they were ransacking his apartment. Yeah. Okay. Inter okay, so they tried to pressure him into giving it over, but he sells them some other trinket and they take him with them. Meanwhile, Jasmine has the salt and hides it from them. But then the third hunter ambushes Jasmine. You have that sinister scene where he shows up and he pretends to be someone looking for a tour. And he's like, mm. yes, well, I've always wanted to go on a riverboat tour. And he's like going around the office, like messing with stuff. Yeah. And he looks over and it's like, some say you can, some say you can find very interesting things in the Everglades. And he like <laughs> looks over his shoulder at her menacingly. Yeah. And she like under the desk, her foot like slides the salt further back behind her. Or something, you know, something yeah. like that. I also kind of like the the I guess the the pretty generic scene where you know they're they're kind of talking and we get the camera view from like where the salt should be to them leaving onto the tour, like oh yeah, showing us that he had taken it without really her knowing, but yeah. it's also pretty devious. Um because uh, he, he needs to he needs to get it, right? Which one, Jack? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Or do we think that he got it, but she actually is hiding it? I think I, I think Jack actually got it from her. Yeah, I was I was trying to remember where the original story was. Uh, it's episode twenty four, I believe. No, I mean what we had in the original story. Oh, okay. Uh, down here. Jasmine takes salt and hides it. He ambushes Jasmine and he gets the salt. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the next place, the fake trinket doesn't work, which I guess oh, should right. be the salt. The fake trinket is what Connor gives the other two. No, I know. But what was supposed to work? The salt. The salt. Yeah. Okay, cool. There was some, I don't know. It was, it was yeah, national no, treasure it. trap geography or she construction, whatever. Hmm, yeah. Definitely some uh, sounds you just made there. I did make sounds. You're right. <laughs> All right. So um, now once Jack and Jasmine leave for the boat tour where Jack has the salts now, we can assume that he's going to hold her hostage for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe, he, least... maybe he doesn't know. Maybe like he doesn't know the next clue and Dirk and uh, Patton do. And when they get a hold of her, they uh Jack's like, I'll trade you the girl for the next clue. And they're like, What what girl? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, Jack shows up just after they take it and offers Jasmine as a trade. Yeah. So Patton and Dirk don't know who the girl is that Jack's talking about. Yeah. Um, but they kind of just say, okay, anyway, <laughs> just to do the meetup. Um, and maybe, they're like, maybe they're surprised that Jack is taking this so seriously. Hmm. Yeah, like, that's not bad. What are you doing? What do you yeah. mean the girl? And he's like, this girl. I'm like, what are you? What, what in the world, man? Why are you taking this? What is this? And then we yeah. realize it might be bigger than anybody anticipated. Yeah. Now we have a villain. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> At least an antagonist. Dirk and Patton 
are surprised that Jack would take a hostage. It's extreme, sorry, extreme for him. Now I'm assuming that this scene takes place what like as soon as whatever it is Connor gave them doesn't work, right? So like they try to use whatever Connor gives them, it doesn't work, and they look at Connor like what this was blah 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 and then he gets that phone call from jack and he's like look i have the salt tell me where to go or i'm gonna kill the girl and they're like what girl what are you talking about like we'll tell you where to go but like you know we're not into kidnapping or stuff like yeah and um and maybe like she screams so connor hears it and connor's like jasmine and then like oh shit they got Connor's sister and Connor's like, we're not sisters. We're like boyfriend and girlfriend. Probably <laughs> Jazz is like, no, we're not. Ah. I, like, I, I do like that. Like, Oh no. Oh, what you get your sister. And it's like, what? No, we're dating. Kind of. Yeah. She's like, no, no, we're, we're not dating. So what do you, what are you guys? What? We're just coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're more than that. Jasmine. <laughs> Um, okay, so they tell Jack where to go. Yeah. Well, how do they, how do they get the clue? Or no, I guess the salt's not necessary for the clue chain. It's just necessary for the end of it. Yeah, they had a clue, but they also need the prop to get into it. Yeah. And Jack has the prop now, but not the clue. Okay, so they would need, it would need to be. They wouldn't tell Jack the clue then because then they give up their only bargaining chip. Yeah. So like, we'll meet meet you. Yeah. He's like, we'll meet you at the black market. We'll meet you the best food truck in black market alley. Yeah. And he's like, is that the Thai place? Like, no, God dang it. It's the the taco place. The newer (laughs) one. Like, okay. I heard that place got bad Yelp reviews. Um, Gastrointestinal issues. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right. So, what 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 are we gonna do now? I don't. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, so going back to the original plot we had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They go down to Mexico at Chichen Itza, which is yeah, the big square pyramid. Yeah. Which the fake trinket doesn't work, and then the third hunter shows up, and he has assault because he took him for Jasmine. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, right. We had a misdirect at the end where the third hunter had already beaten them to the punch and was just running them through it to embarrass them. Oh, that's, I don't know. I don't know. I I could see that working, but I wonder if it wouldn't like steal you know it's like what why are we doing this just (laughs) okay what (laughs) what if jack was Patton's long lost father and he's like i spent my entire life looking for clues and i never did anything with you and i wanted to have one adventure (laughs) because i'm dying of archaeologist cancer god specific cancer to archaeology yeah it's almost like carpal tunnel stuff except it's for like the shoulders i guess sure (laughs) um or maybe it's a very big long weird promposal or or 
<sighs> so if all right, I think that this is probably a good place to stop for right now, yeah. just because it's a little bit of brainstorming has to happen. I yeah. think that what, what we got to do for this next episode is get the ending. Let's get the ending yeah. solidified and then just link these two chains together. Um, Cause I think what we have so far is cool. I think we're missing a very, very big step though. So next week we're going to um, work on the ending and then do more character development on who Connor and Jasmine are just yeah. to make sure we understand who those people are. Um, yeah, so ending, a little more character development, yeah, and the last part of the final act. So uh, if you have any suggestions and you're listening or watching this, please put them in any comments. Uh, you can email us. Uh, you can text Dylan, anything you want. That's how I get everything across. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find Dylan on Twitter at Vorpal Words. Uh, you can find anything, uh, some nobodies, if you just open up whatever you're using i don't care what it is if it's an xbox app if it's a cash app uh if it's a google <laughs> map locator just cash type app's in... great we accept cash, cash app. app cash app's very great <laughs> just type in some nobodies you'll find us yeah. uh that'll let you know what we're doing next and everything uh we're currently recording a new show um so if you know anybody that's into improv um tell them to get us in touch with us we have this new idea for a cool improv show we recorded two episodes of it um you can also find that on facebook it's called powerpoint showdown uh not going to put a lot of details out there but first uh, episode very... drops in a few weeks yep so if you know anybody that's into improv tell them to get us a hold of us tell them to get a hold of us hmm. um listen to silicon <laughs> just sounds dude just yeah. sounds uh, the show listen... is just yeah making, listen to silicon angels listen to podcast podcast find dylan Text him often. He needs friends. It's crazy out there. Uh, also, look up this stupid law they're trying to pass in Florida and try to fight that thing. Oh, yeah. It is, it is ridiculous. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it, but do, it. No. do yourself a favor. Uh, anyway, Dylan, you got anything cool to say to anybody listening or watching out there? No. <laughs> right on, my friend. All right. <laughs> well, until next time, I have been Zach. <laughs> he has been Dylan. And you've been great. Aww. Drink some water. Have a yes, great day. Just like this. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Don't forget to drink some. Thank <laughs> you.